Hi, thank you for joining me in my podcast, Calming Reassurance. Today, I'll be reading from the book of Romans, chapter 12, starting with verse 10. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward Him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them, and eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Speak blessing, not cursing, over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are of your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset, thinking you're too important to serve others, but be willing to do many old tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord, and... If your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness, for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience, and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. To live like this is all the more urgent, for time is running out, and you know it is strategic hour in human history. It is time for us to wake up, for full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Night's darkness is dissolving away as a new day of destiny dawns. So we must once for all our strip away what is done in the shadows of darkness, removing it like filthy clothes and once and for all clothe ourselves with the radiance of light as our weapon. The Book of Psalms, Chapter 39 Here's my life motto, the truth I live by. I will guard my ways for all my days. I will speak only what is right, guarding what I speak. Like a watchman guards against the attack of an enemy, 
I'll guard and muzzle my mouth when the wicked are around me. I will remain silent and will not grumble or speak out of my disappointment. But the longer I'm silent, the more my pain grows worse. My heart burned with a fire within me and my thoughts eventually boiled over until they finally came rolling out of my mouth. Lord, help me to know how fleeting my time is on earth. Help me to know how limited is my life and that I'm only here but for a moment more. What a brief time you've given me to live. Compared to you, my lifetime is nothing at all. Nothing more than a puff of air. I'm gone so swiftly. So too are the grandest of men. They are nothing but a fleeting shadow. We live our lives like those living in shadows. All our activities and energies are spent for things that pass away. We gather, we hoard, we cling to our things, only to leave them all behind for who knows who. And now, God, I'm left with one conclusion. My only hope is to hope in you alone. Save me from being overpowered by my sin. Don't make me disgrace before the degenerate. Lord, I'm left speechless and I have no excuse. So I'll not complain any longer. Now I know you're the one who is behind it all. But I can't take it much longer. Spare me these blows from your discipline rod. For if you are against me, I will waste away to nothing. No one endures when you rebuke and discipline us for our sins. Like a cobweb is swept away with a wave of the hand. You sweep away all that we once called dear. How fleeting and frail our lives. We're nothing more than a puff of air. Lord, listen to all my tender cries. Read my every tear like liquid words that pleased for your help. I feel all alone at times, like a stranger to you, passing through this life just like all those before me. Don't let me die without restoring joy and gladness to my soul. May your frown over my failure become a smile over my success. Psalm chapter 40 I waited and waited and waited some more, patiently, knowing God would come for me. Then at last he bent down and listened to my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger, from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. 
Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. Blessing after blessing comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. O Lord our God, no one can compare with you. Such wonderful works and miracles are all found with you. And you think of us all the time with your countless expressions of love far exceeding our expectations. It's not sacrifices that really move your heart. Burnt offerings, sin offerings, those aren't what brings you joy. But when you open my ears and speak to me, I become your willing servant, your prisoner of love for life. So I said, here I am. I'm coming to you as a sacrifice. For in the prophetic scrolls of your book, you have written about me. I delight to fulfill your will, my God, for your living words are written upon the pages of my heart. I tell everyone everywhere the truth of your righteousness. And you know I haven't held back in telling the message to all. I don't keep it a secret or hide the truth. I preach of your faithfulness and kindness, proclaiming your extravagant love to the largest crowd I can find. So Lord, Don't hold back your love or withhold your tender mercies from me. Keep me in your truth and let your compassion overflow to me no matter what I face. Evil surrounds me, problems greater than I can solve, come one after another. Without you, I know I can't make it. My sins are so many. I'm so ashamed to lift my face to you, for my guilt grabs me and stings my soul until I'm weakened and spent. Please, Lord, come quickly and rescue me. Take pleasure in showing me your favor and restore me. Let all who seek my life be humiliated. Let them be confused and ashamed, God. Scatter those who wish me evil. They just want me dead. Scoff at every scoffer and cause them all to be utter failures. Let them be ashamed and horrified by their complete defeat. But let all those who passionately seek you erupt with excitement and joy over what you've done. Let all your devoted lovers rejoice continually. And the Savior sang, How great and how glorious is our God. Lord, in my place of weakness and need, I ask again, Will you come and help me? I know I'm always in your thoughts. You are my true Savior and hero. So don't delay to deliver me now. For you are my God. Wow. 
God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Psalm chapter 41 God always blesses those who are kind to the poor and helpless. They're the first ones God helps when they find themselves in any trouble. The Lord will preserve and protect them. They'll be honored and esteemed while their enemies are defeated. When they are sick, lying upon their bed of suffering, God will restore them. He will raise them up again and restore them back to health. So in my sickness I say to you, Lord, be my kind healer. Heal my body and soul. Heal me, God. For I have confessed my sins to you, but those who hate me wish the worst for me, saying, When will he die and be forgotten? And when these friends come to visit me, with their pious sympathy and their hollow words, and with hypocrisy hidden in their hearts, I can see right through it all. For they come merely to gather gossip about me, using all they find to mock me with malicious hearts of slander. They are wicked whisperers who imagine the worst for me, repeating their rumors and saying, He got what he deserved. It's over for him. The spirit of infirmity is upon him, and he'll never get over this illness. Even my ally, my friend, has turned against me. He was one I totally trusted with my life, sharing supper with him, and now he shows me nothing but betrayal and treachery. He has sold me as an enemy. So, Lord, please don't desert me when I need you. Give me grace and get me back on my feet so I can triumph over them all. Then I'll know you're pleased with me when you allow me to taste victory over all my foes. Now stand up for me and don't let me fall, for I've walked with integrity Keep me before your face forever. Even praise the Lord God of Israel, always and forever. For he is from eternity past and will remain for the eternity to come. That's the way it will be forever. Faithful is our King. Amen. I hope someone found benefit in that chapter. How many times have we been faced with with someone that we could easily say we don't like or we want nothing to do with? And God gives us the strength instead of lashing out Instead of giving them the power, we remain strong.
God remains in control always. Anytime you feel like this world has gotten the best of you, you feel lost, you feel lonely, you feel tired, go to your safe space, spend a minute with God, tell him how you're feeling, ask his spirit to guide you. you will find answers. God will always give you the answers. His spirit is with us always. Anytime I start to feel scared, I start to feel anxious, unloved, anytime I feel unworthy, I repeat this verse back to myself. It helps. It helps remind me that I am not in control of this life. I am not here to judge others, to be in charge of others. I am here to be a vessel for God and his love. Help me to spread that. For God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. What does that verse mean to you? God did not give us the spirit of fear. God did not give us the spirit of fear. But he gave us power. He provided us with love and the ability to have a sound mind. God did not give us the spirit of fear. Go out and be great. Do not be fearful. For the spirit did not come from God. Second Timothy 1.8 So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome every evil by the revelation of the power of God. He gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we have done but by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace 
that confirmed our union with the anointed Jesus even before time began. The truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver, who has dismantled death, obliterating all its effects on our lives and has manifested his immortal life in us by the gospel. And he has anointed me as his preacher, his apostle, and his teacher of truth to the nations. The confidence of my calling enables me to overcome every difficulty without shame. For I have an intimate revelation of this God, and my faith in him convinces me that he is more than able to keep all that I've placed in his hands safe and secure until the fulfillment of his appearing. Allow the healing words you've heard from me to live in you and make them a model for your life as your faith and love for the anointed one grows even more. Guard well this incomparable treasure by the spirit of holiness living within you. This chapter really spoke to me today, so I'm going to move on to 2 Timothy chapter 3. But you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, by godded and wrapped in clouds of their consight. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like these, for they are the ones who worm their way into the hearts of vulnerable women. Spending the night with those who are captured by their lusts and steeped in sin. They are always learning, but never discover the revelation knowledge of truth. History has given us an example of this with the Egyptian sorcerers, Janus and Jambres, who stood against Moses in their arrogance. 
So it will be in the last days with those who reject the faith with their corrupt minds, arrogant hearts, standing against the truth of God. But they will not advance. For everyone will see their madness. Just as they did with Janus and Jambres. But you, Timothy, have closely followed my example. In the truth that I've imparted to you, you have modeled your life after the love and endurance I've demonstrated in my ministry by not giving up. The faith I have, you now have. What I have hungered for in life has now become your longing as well. The patience I have with others, you now demonstrate. And the same persecutions and difficulties I have endured, you have also endured. Yes, you know all about what I had to suffer while in Antioch. Iconium and Lystra. You're aware of all the persecution I endured there. Yet the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. For all who choose to live godly as worshipers of Jesus, the Anointed One, will also experience persecution. But the evil men and sorcerers will progress from bad to worse, deceived and deceiving as they lead people further from the truth. Yet you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart, being assured by God that he's the one who has truly taught you all these things. Remember what you were taught from your childhood, from the holy scrolls which can impart to you wisdom, to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the Anointed One. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture for it is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Do you feel fully prepared for any assignment God gives you? Are you listening? Are you listening to what he has to say to you? 
or do you drown it out? Do you instead grab your phone, watch TV, look for a distraction? Anything but being present? Take some time to slow down today. Even if it's just a second to stop and breathe. Let God know you are with him. You're on his side. In his presence. Perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for joining me.